Welcome to Let's Swipe Online Dating Stories. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Swipe. As usual, I am Amanda and I am joined with my by my delicious co-host Erica. Hey guys. <laughs> and as always, our favorite second host is or third host, I guess, is Amy. Hi Amy. Hi Amy. <laughs> so good to get, have you guys here um how are you guys doing i just got off the treadmill and i'm really sweaty and i'm stuffing my face so hopefully no one can hear me chewing <laughs> yes <laughs> nice erica what's up with you what's been hey. happening this week uh pretty interesting got a few stories for later on perhaps but um been doing uh the work stuff and the hanging out doing life things and what about our sweet sweet amanda what have you been up to homegirl well i mean tonight i was grilling and i was chilling and i played some trivia pursuit and other than that i've been working working has been super busy so i've been working a lot i've done a little bit of online dating that maybe I'll talk about, but nothing too exciting. So I'm really interested to hear what's happening in you and Amy land this week. Um, so I went back, crawling back to Tinder. Um, I just, I turned them all on. I'm like, F it. Like, I cause wasn't getting anywhere. My, um, my holiday weekend, because we've not talked in a minute, uh, was completely Alonesville, which is usually fine, but it's just like I can't go on vacation. Not that I would have anybody to go on vacation with. I don't have any money. And there's nothing like having a holiday day and you're like still at home and like no prospects and nothing really, really happening. So I'm like, this is dumb. Also, might as well get some content, you know, for the podcast. So I turned everything back on and I started swiping right on a few guys that maybe – I would have been like, eh, in the past. So um, I did manage to connect to uh, three gentlemen um, who I have actually seen IRL in real life um, because I've, I've seen here a lot of guys are just like, they don't want to do the pen pal thing, which I get. It's just like, you guys are like, oh my God, how are you? We're awesome. Okay, well, let's talk for like two weeks either through the app itself or like if you feel comfortable enough transitioning over to text and I get it, but it's just like, all right, let's have some chit chat. You know, I want to make sure you're not, at least you can come off as not totally psycho via text. Right. I I think there's like guys need to understand that women need some sort of assurance that you're not a total creeper before we meet you offline. Yeah, absolutely. And also you, can you hold a conversation, you know, like, like, are we going to stand there? Like, are we going to be staring at each other being like, so, you know? Um, and so one of the last folks that I talked to was actually of the, I don't even want to like talk for like more than a couple of text messages. Like, so just, uh, I see them on, and it's interesting again with this town being as small as it is for a city anyway like and just because the the sites and i guess our available pool you start seeing some of the same dudes on all the different platforms so this one i'd seen before eh, but i again 
fat fingered it like it was a fat thumb like what is there's gotta be some sort of terminology for when you accidentally swipe right and i need to stop doing it i gotta learn to love the x and stop <laughs> relying on my like goofy like thumb. wait 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 did you accidentally swipe right again not only that I, apparently i super liked which <laughs> super pissed me off like shit yeah oh my God. this yeah. guy had liked me on other sites before and i'm like eh so to super like on somebody I passed on different sites is just like, it's my, my crowning achievement. I should just retire now while I'm at the top <laughs> of my game. <laughs> I actually put in my Tinder profile, I was Tinder profile. I was like, if I super liked you 100%, it was an accident. I actually like wrote that in there. <laughs> There's zero times I have ever on purpose super liked someone. <laughs> I've seen that in a couple of dudes' profiles, so I guess it's a thing. So right on. At first, I'm like, well, you don't know me. I might be super likable. <laughs> but then, now that I've done it, I'm like, I totally get it. So anyway, but yeah, he's just like, so what are you looking for? And I'm like, oh, you know, a partner, blah, blah, blah. What about you, dude? And he's just like, companionship and great sex. And I'm like, already... Okay, already wasn't like thrilled that I'd like this super like this guy even. But when he said that I'm just like, you know, fair enough, that's honest. You yeah. know, who doesn't want companionship and great sex? Like right. you know, sign me up too. I wouldn't be the one of the first few things I said to somebody. But, right. Hey, that's not I guess that's just how I roll. So I was just like, Okay, you know, and so he's like, When do you want to meet up? And I'm like, Can we like fucking talk first a little bit? You know? And that's why well, it's like when they want to meet up that fast, when they're like, I want, you know, camaraderie and great sex or whatever. It's like, obviously, they just want sex if they yeah. want to meet that quick. Yeah, but just like put it on because, yeah, when he said that, I'm just like, mm, OK. And at first I'm like, again, source material you know, for the podcast. But it's like, you know what? I don't really like I'm not in that much of a hurry to like meet this guy. And I and I was curious to see what he would say if I because we semi arranged for like and like his his go to was like bread company. Like oh, that was kind of between our, our respective residences. And I'm like, really? Um, but that's me being a cookie. It you know, it's a three dollar cookie, but it's a good cookie. <laughs> well, you know, it's good. But I mean bread company is what he at Breadco that didn't go horrible. I mean, I didn't have a second date with him, but it wasn't horrible. Oh yeah. Are and we... actually I had one, not this guy, but I had one of those two. It was totally fine. I mean but that was more of company is where you go for like a an interview, not where you go yeah. for Yeah. Especially if you're trying to bone down on your first date. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I was just like you know what dude uh, like we just started talking I'm not sure you know with COVID and everything I really really want to meet you right off the bat I kind of want to be able to talk to you some more and that's when he goes into whole yeah but I found that like people want to be pen pals and they don't ever meet up in real life and I'm and I said I get that and I'm like but I, this is the way I feel about it. And if you want to move on, I totally respect that. I get it. You know, and he was just like, and I don't know how to take this because against text, he just said, oh, well, shrug emoji. Good luck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, thanks, brother. Good luck to you, too. Why didn't you say you want to, 
it's tender. It's okay to say, I just want to like, I just want to hop random chicks. Just say it, just yeah. say it. You know, like, why are you wasting my time and your time? You know, yeah. It's like, people there, they're like, yeah, I'm married, but I want some side action. I mean, just say that you don't want it, You're not interested in talking. <laughs> you just want to get it on. It's because he wants to be the nice guy douchebag, right? Like he wants, he wants to think he's a nice guy, but really he's a douchebag. <laughs> well, he he accomplished that beautifully. Like so. <laughs> so that was an interaction. So that I thought was worth definitely worth sharing. Um, there was, and I don't want this to be like the Erica, you know, weird dating experience hour. So I'll just um, tell you one yes. more. We, we want it to be the pleasure. Erica Weird Dating Experience Hour. <laughs> I think we should name that the pod. We should put that in the title of this podcast. Yes. Okay, that I can see. Okay, so like I'm I'm working from worse to like better, at least. Okay, so this guy was one of the ones I was like, eh, like he's interesting looking. He's got kind of an interesting profile or whatever. Like again, I would have passed, but I'm like. I got nothing else going on. So, um, so swipe right. We, we chit chatted for, you know, a couple of texts back and forth. And then a day or so goes by and it was, uh, Sunday afternoon and I'd already had two, no, one encounter and I had to have like Mr. Like companionship and great sex like I haven't talked to him yet so but I'm like oh like this isn't working out like like you know whatever's going on anyway um he's like hey well what are you doing this evening um you want to meet up somewhere and have drinks and I had just come back from like I was trying to work on this project that was outside in the garage even though it wasn't hot it was sweaty and I got bit by mosquitoes and I was just like angry and like I'm like, I want a beer, but I don't want to go buy beer. And so when he's like, do you want to meet? I'm like, sure, why not? You know, <laughs> I want a beer anyway. I'm teed off. <laughs> like, and again, we'll just see what happens. Sure. Okay. You know, I'll probably feel better once I like get out of here and like go downtown and meet this person. So I go downtown, meet it, sports bar, whatever. Um, and he walks in and within the first five minutes, I'm like, Oh, you're eccentric. Like, not necessarily in a bad, like, oh my God, I gotta get out of here way, but it's just like, oh, you're a little too eccentric for me, and I like him kind of crazy a little bit. Like, and so um it just like it was just super awkward, but not like a charm awkward or like a normal awkward way. Like he asked me three times how I was doing. Not like, are you like like emotion checking, like, are you okay being here? Like he was just like, how was your day? And I'm like, I kind of told you. And he'd asked me that like two times within like 20 minutes. And I'm like, what is going on here? Um, but he was like, seemed pretty impressed. Like I knew like punk rock music or something, but it was just like, I kept ordering beer and like, I'm like, okay, after this beer that I'm going to leave, you know? And so <laughs> just like this awkward, like kind of talking, but not really. And he would just kind of look away too. I'm like, okay, well clearly, nobody is having like a really good time. We're just doing this to be polite. Let's just end this already. And at one point he says, Hey, I smoke. I'm going to go outside to smoke. Are you fine with that? I'm like, sure, dude, go smoke your cigarette. And he's like, well, do you want to come out and watch me? And I'm like, what? No. no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Also what? I'm like, no, like, 
I mean, even if you take off, it's not like you're sticking me with a bar tab or something. We're like, we're going Dutch, you know, on this. Like, I'm like, no, I'm fine. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm really okay. I'm really okay sitting here at the table by myself. Like, trust me, go smoke your cigarette. I'm cool. So he comes back and just this weird kind of nothing conversation. We don't really, I mean, we talked about music a little bit and then he talked a little bit about his life and he'd be like, yeah, I don't really want to go there talking about like his kids and his grandbaby, but then he'll tell me something about it. Wait, stop. And baby. Don't date dads. That's what you told me. I know. Well, this is not going to be an issue. I know. But he didn't like, and it wasn't on his profile at all. And I know, I agree with the don't date dads thing. Um, But again, like within five minutes, it was not going to be a problem (laughs) at all. So... But he would just like he would just tell me like stuff that he was like, I don't really feel like talking about. But then he'd tell me about it. And I'm like, why did you tell me? Like, I don't really care. You're the one who brought it, you know, brought up. But whatever. So I get the eccentric thing. And at first I was going to say it sounds like he's just like shy, maybe a little awkward. But the fact that he would say, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And then he does. It sounds like he might have like. That sounds like a total, I don't know if it would be like a, a mental health thing or a, or a personality thing, but that, yeah, that's way off. <laughs> yeah, it was. And so, and again, like, I felt like I didn't feel unsafe at any point. I was just kind of like, let's just let this be over with. And so finally, it's like, okay, we both got to go. So he's a downtown resident, had been for five years. I'm guessing either he doesn't have a car or it was just it was close enough that like he walked well actually he took a scooter like one of those little like bird scooters yeah so yeah so he's like okay you know so we walk out and there's a scooter parked on the the sidewalk and he's just like well sometimes these things shut down after a certain time it wasn't that late it was a sunday and i didn't know if there was some sort of weird downtown rules just to keep the hooligans from being hooligans and i'm like i guess so he you know i see him like trying to get the app to work and it's not working after a couple minutes and his walk is like maybe not even a mile from where we were but it's like downtown walking and because i am a gentle woman i'd like to think i was just like hey my car's right here do you want me to give you a ride oh yeah sure okay so we get a car and so it's like a two minute car even with like the lights and everything because with any downtown there's like lights on every block or whatever and so he's like oh you know this was a good time and you know all this other stuff i'm like yeah sure yeah whatever dude (laughs) yeah great and so right before he pull up he's like so do you think we'll see each other again and he swear to god he puts his hand on my thigh and i was like yeah no you know like could you like like no dude just no and he's like oh like took it right off and i'm like Okay, nice meeting you. Here's your front door. Like, you know, goodbye. <laughs> and so so the next day he sends me, um, and then of course, but he was just like, let me know when you get home safely. I'm like, sure, why not? Because at first I'm like, did that really happen? Did he do that on purpose? You know, I can't think of how a situation, it wasn't even like he was put, you know, when you stand up to get out of the car, you might put your hand down for like, balance yourself or whatever he was clearly signaling to you that he was attracted to you and interested and wanted to see you again yeah uh yeah oh by the way uh he told me that because i mentioned my profile chubby he's like he's he's like you're not chubby he's like and you have great tits i'm like 
thanks, man. Good to know. <laughs> so, hey, no matter what, ladies, there's always somebody out there for us. You know, somebody be like, well, I'm not quite in tune with the world, but I'm not afraid to tell somebody who's pretty much a stranger that they got great tits and not to worry about it. And also, let me, let me put my hand on your thigh. I should so, just be offended by that. But somebody told me I had nice tits one time. Or actually, the the uh, the guy I was dating said your waist is so small it makes your tits look huge. Is what he said. You have an hourglass figure. I think yeah. of myself is more pear shaped, but we'll we'll come back to that. But you know the whole I should be offended when someone's talking about my tits, but I'm actually really really pleased. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is. It's just a situation. I wasn't offended, but I was like, I really didn't need to know that. Um, so anyway, so I did. Like, I was like, hey, uh, thank you know, it was nice meeting you. I'm home safely. And then he's just like, so are we gonna hang out again? I'm like, let me. And I think I literally said something like, let me check my calendar. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Nothing else for us at night. And so the next day, he sent me like three little like flower emojis. Like, he's just like hello, and I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. Like, I mean, and I don't want to ghost people, but... Th- but I don't think you ghosted him. In the car, you were clear. Yeah. And he just, because he said, hey, text me when you got home so I know you're safe, you did that. And it's almost like he took, he took that to mean that there was a chance. But it's like, you were very clear with him in the car. So, whatever. Fuck that guy. Yeah. The Adventures of Dating. <laughs> so, ladies, I can't wait for you all to get back out there so you can tell stories yeah. such as these. Well, I haven't gotten totally back out there, but I have been a little bit active on the site. So there are two guys I'm talking to. And this one guy, I swiped right on him, even though physically I was not attracted to him at all. But his profile was so fun and interesting. I was like, I need to give this guy a chance. And we had, and he, he, he like gave me an intro message or whatever on OkCupid. And so I replied to him because his intro message, it was clear he read my profile and it was an interesting question he asked me. And so I responded and it was really fun. And then he replied. I know, okay, I know that sometimes I complain because I get nothing from guys except for just like, hey, I want to keep talking to you, but you need to do all of the work. Um, And this guy was not doing that. He clearly listened to everything I wrote in the profile, but he sent me five, like five different messages in a row that were all incredibly long. And I honestly felt overwhelmed. I was like, I could answer one or two of these, but it was just a wall of text. And I still want to answer him because he seems like an interesting person. But honestly, it just seems like he needs to take it down a notch. Yeah. And I feel bad because I'm like, if he was really hot, I probably would be like, okay, I don't care. I'll answer all of this. But because he's, you know, not, you know, it's sort of like, well, I want, when I do answer him, I want to answer him fully. I want to be like 100% in it, but 
it just seems like, especially with, and I've told you guys, my work has really picked up in the last month. And I have a lot of time on the screen that I'm not used to having. And so it's hard to do the online dating where then I'm on the screen again for like dating. And I know that you guys work in jobs where you're on the screen all the time anyway, but my job is not normally like that. So I have a hard time. Like my eyes hurt and it's not fun. And so when I got, when I checked my messages like the next day and I just saw like, like a freaking novel from this guy, I was like, I don't have the intellectual headspace or the blue light capability to deal with this right now. You know, so I've left him hanging. It's been two days. I need a reply. Do you, though? I mean. I don't know. I mean, I do if I don't want to be alone forever. <laughs> See, this is the, the thinking that gets us. And there's the point where you're like, well, you're not totally. Eh. We got to hang in there. This is yeah. marathon, not a sprint, right? I know. I mean, I'm not, it's it's just sad because, like, I feel like, and Amy has talked about this a lot, how she very often is intellectually attracted to someone that she is not physically attracted to. Like, you've talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's sort of my, what's happening with this guy. It's like, I feel like he checks off so many of the boxes for my brain and my, um, like pursuits intellectually, but he doesn't check off any of my boxes for, um, hot. I, I want to jump on him. Yeah. Like not at all, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So that's where I am. And there's, there's one other guy I'm talking to where I feel like it could be a slow burn, but I'm honestly not that excited about him either. And I'm trying to assess if it's just still me being, in a bad headspace because we've talked about that the last couple episodes where if you're not really in a good headspace to be online dating, you maybe should take a break. But honestly, I don't think it's my headspace. Like I definitely want to be meeting somebody right now, but I just don't think I'm meeting anybody that I am excited about. Having heard that, I can definitely say I'm not in the right headspace right now. I am most definitely not in the right headspace. And I was talking about this with our, our Scottish friend, Gareth. Ooh, we love Gareth. Yes. And I was, he, he, uh, he is unemployed right now also. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing on online dating sites. What the hell do I have to offer anybody because I'm unemployed. And, and, uh, he had a whole list of stuff and I'm like, dude, welcome to my world. That's how I feel right now too. And I'm not happy with the way I'm looking and just like my confidence is shit and you know I'm just like so I, I did go back on OkCupid and I, I went through my my intros again and tried to see if there was anybody interesting and I wrote a couple of people back but it was more like both of all of the people I wrote back to are there was a guy in the Netherlands, there was a guy in Germany, and there was a guy in California. And the guy in California, he's like, oh, want to have a Zoom call? I'm like, I just met you. Like, can we talk first? You know, this is like the the uh, the quarantine version of Tinder. Like, let's just jump right to a phone call. 
Like, I mean, he literally wanted to have, like, the phone call right then and there. I'm like, back off. See, I I get what you're saying. And Erica is, like, shaking her head, like, oh, my God, no. But, like, I almost think since we can't, like, meet in person, because I've always been somebody who likes to meet earlier, I think I would do better with a phone conversation. I, not a Zoom. I don't want to jump to a Zoom. But well, I do think, said, like... You said you want to wanna do, wanna do Zoom. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do Zoom, but I kind of want to be like, hey, like, this person... This person who wrote me, like, this novel really probably didn't write that much if we had been talking. But it was just so much to read and then without having it be a back and forth. And I'm like, well, maybe I should be just being like, hey, guys, let's have a phone conversation. And then if you don't click on the phone, we're not going to click online or in person anyway. So let's just move on. So maybe maybe it's just be like phone pretty quick. Yeah. So every everyone that I'm talking to, they're far enough away that it's probably going to be like a like the pen pal situation that I really am not looking for either. But I'm not really I haven't met anybody local that I've been completely overwhelmed by. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll check it when I'll, I'll go online and check whenever I feel like it, but I'm not really dedicated to it right now. I, I've been working on other stuff and trying to fill my, my unemployed board insomnia time. Which is great because that leads us to this, uh, this spreadsheet thing that you've uh, set up. Do you want to yes. talk about that? So yes. I, I totally got called out on this. We were talking about this the last time I was on the podcast, and I had said something about um, making a make. Well, this kind of goes back to when Tim was on, wasn't it? We were talking yeah. about uh, what we were looking for in a relationship, and so I made the. And of course, I do not like Excel because I'm a creative person, and Excel can go suck it. So I, I wrote this all out on paper, and it's the ex-boyfriend spreadsheet. And I went through all... So I had some criteria for making this list. My my requirements were it was someone that I had to have seen for more than six months. And this goes back all the way to my very first relationship in high school. And so couple of realizations. I definitely have a physical type because four of my eight serious boyfriends in the last, I'm not going to say how many years here, um, four of them have been British and six out of the eight have been pale and blonde <laughs> or red. So... <laughs> I definitely have a type. This is not really surprising to me because I kind of already knew this. Um, I, I also went through and wrote down where we met. Um, I did whether it was a long distance relationship, um, if I'm still friends with the person, and if I was the dumper or the dumpy. And my my dumper to dumpy ratio is about 50%. So... I feel like that's that's a healthy 
thing. Yeah. I I haven't always been the dumper, but yeah, it it's actually pretty interesting because it's like I I'm looking at the X's and the the check marks, and they're they're pretty much like I get dumped, then I dump someone, then I get dumped, then I dump someone. You know, it's it's kind of interesting how that works. But the biggest part of this spreadsheet that I did was a pro and con list. Yeah. What was the good stuff in the relationship and what was the bad stuff in the relationship? So I kind of reverse engineered it. I went back and wrote down all the bad shit first. The why did we break up part. So I started with that and then kind of from there was like, okay, well, obviously this is not what I want. So kind of went from there and wrote down stuff I do want. And some of these are a little bit more in depth than others because I had so many long, long distance relationships. And by long distance, I mean, like, they were British, they lived in England. So even though I technically was dating them, I probably didn't really see them more than a couple of weeks out of that entire time that we dated. So how well do you really know someone when you don't spend a lot of physical time in their presence? Right. But you do a lot of talking on the phone. And this this was before, uh, before Zoom, before Skype. This was a lot of, I mean, the, the very first long-distance relationship, I, I met the guy in a chat room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we... We, we met when I was in a chat room. Yeah, some of this I, I don't really want to go into too much detail because it's a little bit personal. But there is one thing that was really interesting that I wrote down for pros on some of these people. The ones that I did meet in person, that was kind of a... This ties into an article that we were talking about, too, like dating how dating online is very impersonal versus meeting someone in in real life at up, up front because you can judge right away if the chemistry is there or not. So the whole the chemistry is a huge huge thing for me. Mhm. And it's it's well, we just said the same thing. It feels like it's vacant a lot of time, but it's just not there. And we, we've, we've been kind of wondering, like, okay, is it us? Is there something wrong with us? Do we just not connect with people? Or is it is it because of the, the way we're meeting people? Or Yeah, like, um, I totally agree. So, I mean, when we're talking about, like, the intellectual versus physical I do believe that that can grow over time that the physical can grow totally I've definitely had that happen I mean I've dated friends that I did not find attractive when I first met them but then over time the physical attraction grew so like I know that that happens and that it can exist but I think when I meet someone and it's like my purpose is dating you I want that chemistry and physical attraction to be there from the get-go you know, and I feel like when it's not there, I it's really hard for me get, to get excited about that person. The uh, I know that there's a psych. I, I I'm going 
going all the way back to the 90s when Nirvana was awesome and everybody was wearing flannel and showing my age here. So first guy I ever dated, I met him at work and it was a very, very dramatic because everything was drama when you were in high school and there was this guy and he, I knew who he was because I'd went to high school with him, but he was several, several years ahead of me in school. So he was like a cool kid that I, that would never talk to an underclassman. Then suddenly he's working at the same place I am. I find out he's back on college break and, oh yeah, by the way, he thinks you're really cool. He wants to, wants to meet you, but I guess he was too shy to just start talking to me so you know you know how you just kind of put out the feelers like you get your co-workers to kind of put the nudge out there and it's like oh yeah so and so was talking about you so it was it was very dramatic in a fun high school way that I mm-hmm. found out this guy liked me and I never really gave much consideration to him it was like oh yeah he's cool he's all right I don't know him but he's fine and then suddenly I realized this guy likes me and it's like, oh, well, now I like him back because he likes me. And I think if, if memory serves, I think in psychology they call that reciprocal like or something, something to that effect. Yeah, I don't know the term. You're probably right. But I've definitely heard of that. Like the idea that like when you know someone likes you, it makes them more attracted to you. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that was how my first relationship started. And. And I really miss that it's that connection thing. The connection was there. I mean, it was high school dating, so it wasn't serious in the way that I would call a relationship serious now. But um, it just I that was the thing I wrote down that we met in person and that he was like first he was kind of the first guy that ever flirted with me like whoever pursued me so because I I I really don't get pursued so that was pretty cool to have the guy kind of take the lead and be like hey what you doing you know that that was pretty cool for me at the time um so going into that a little bit further one of the things that and this is funny because I'm still friends with him I, I am friends with his wife, and I babys- have babysat his kids. So he's still – one of the things that used to irritate the shit out of me was he had the worst taste in music. And- <laughs> oh, my God. I bet that really irritated you <laughs> because you're such a music person. I am such a music snob. And I to this day, he still has shitty taste in music. <laughs> So, so taking that a little bit farther, uh, shared interests is what I wrote down. Like, I have shared interests wrote down on a lot of these guys. That is a huge draw for me. Like, I don't... Yeah, so I want to know, Amy, like, if you could scale down, like, what... Because I know you kind of did pros and cons for each of these guys. So, like, what were some of the big cons you took away and what were the big pros that you took away yeah sorry i'm i'm waxing poetic here so, <laughs> um, 
the distance uh, since I've had so many big long-term long-term long-distance relationships the distance is a huge thing and I know Gareth talked about this whenever he came over from Scotland that there there's like there's that shit or get off the pot moment where you know it can just go on and on and on but you have to have that leap of faith where you just you either decide we're going to be together or we need to not be together because this is not working anymore. You know, you need to be able to phys- I need to physically be present with the person that I'm dating. And that's kind of interesting because that ties into the whole love languages thing with my quality time and physical touch and all that good stuff. The being being physically present, um, and this is something else I've realized from doing this nifty little spreadsheet, is that I tend to be the one to do all the compromising. I'm the doormat. I let my significant other, I don't want to use the term win, but it's like, oh, well, yeah, okay, we'll do what you, you want to do again. And to be fair to your significant other... They may have they may have thought that you were okay with it, that you were not compromising, but you were happy with whatever the decision was. Like, do you feel like you advocated for yourself or do you feel like you just sort of went with whatever they wanted and then internally didn't want to do it, but never verbalized verbalized that to them? On the first one I maybe didn't verbalize it so well on the second one I definitely verbalized like oh well, why don't we go do this no I don't want to do that let's do this instead mm-hmm. was that W yeah W I'm starting to realize that my two biggest relationships are actually they're very similar in different ways but the, the one we'll just call the asshole I don't talk to him he, I wrote down that he was narcissistic and self-centered. Um, and yeah, I did all the compromising. We largely did what he wants and uh, money was a huge thing. Like another realization, I'd say maybe only 20% of the guys that I've dated have ever been like, high earners money has never really been a I mean it's a thing but it's only in the sense that I want to date someone who has the same sense of uh I want to be able to go out and enjoy things and do things yeah I know it's expensive and I'm fine with us planning ahead and saving for it if we want to go out and do it but it really pisses me off when someone says, oh, no, we can't do that. That's too expensive. You know, it, I'm not explaining this very well. You may have no, to. I know exactly what you mean. It's like they're not even trying. It's not like I need to go do this thing right now. It's like, well, I mean, are you even going to, like, try to be like, like you said, plan ahead. We right. don't have to do this right now. What about depending on how much it costs? next year or maybe just a couple months ahead like let's at least talk about doing it as opposed to like just nope nope that's money i don't want to spend or even think about you know because somebody doesn't want to leave the house and they they want to be able to sleep in their own bed every night like oh yeah stuff but we never actually do any of the stuff 
Yeah. So Amy, like if you were to take this list and just be like, okay, now that I've kind of reviewed what I've been through and like what was good, what was bad, you know, do you think you're able to kind of apply that? And again, giving whatever new people in your life that you might meet, giving them a chance to be themselves and not apply like old things, but just having seen some behaviors, do you think you'll kind of keep an eye out for those? Like, if you start meeting people and like definitely I I look through even when I look through profiles now I sort of I probably do too much reading between the lines um just I make a lot of assumptions (laughs) I really do um my biggest thing with being in a relationship and this is going to make me very vulnerable here for a minute. So I'm trying to choke out the words. Oh dear. Take your time. What I most is to fall in love again. I have a really difficult time with that. Uh, I don't really let myself open up. So it's very naive and realistic, but or naive and unrealistic but I want to fall in love again. And I'm kind of in that, that whole fairy tale Disney romance of with you fall in love and then everything will work out. And all of these other things won't matter because you're in love. And I know that's not really true and not how it works, but that's my, uh, that's my big thing is that I just want to fall in love again. Yeah. That's a fair I thing. Mean, but, I agree. But there are all of these things that I'm looking for. It doesn't necessarily be like this. You meet someone and, oh, my God, you, your knees go weak just because they smile at you that way. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that instantaneous thing because some, some of these relationships happened very differently than others. And some of them grew and turned into something more. Um, but a lot, having these right, having these things that I'm liked definitely help. Um, and so I'm just going to go through here quick. And actually, while you're, if you don't mind, would this be like, I don't know how you would like do this, Amanda, but would this be like a good time for like a little mini break? Or, oh my God! Yes, this is a perfect time for a sponsor break. Let's that do way, it. You know, like Amy, because I threw you, we threw a lot of stuff at you, and I know you want to be like, okay, like this is, you know, so that way you can kind of review that. <laughs> All right, everybody, take a break. Listen to our wonderful sponsor ad, and we will be right back. <laughs> Have you ever heard about Anchor.fm? then you need to know this is the easiest way to make a podcast because honestly, this is how we do it. Let me tell you a few things. It's free. Anchor will distribute for you on Spotify, Apple, and various other platforms. You can make money from this, from your actual podcast, your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So if it's just you, if it's your mom, if it's your mom's friends, it's your mom's friend in the basement with you. You can make money. Anchor.fm. Just do it, you guys. It's super easy. Look, they let us do it, right? And they let us do it 
they're going to let you do it. It's going to be dope. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's hear your stories. Okay, thanks. All right, hey everybody, we are back from our sponsor break and Amy was talking about her pros and cons list and what she learned from thinking about all of her past loves and relationships. So Amy, where do you leave off? Well, I was about to get to my lovely laundry list of adjectives of, of qualities that I'm looking for in my next relationship, love notwithstanding. So I just went through here and starred all the good ones. So my biggest one is communication. Like one of my most su successful relationships was someone that was very good at communication. He, I mean, he did it for a living, so he was going to be good at it. But he was very good at letting me know where I stood and if there was something that he took issue with. And just we communicated so well that it made everything else work well. So that is like my, that's a big one for me. Um, in that relationship, I, I felt like my needs were being met because I was actively communicating with my partner and he was doing his part to make sure I was happy too. Um, so my next biggest one is the active, uh, that we're active in having shared interests. Like we have, we have the same taste in music. That's, you know, there's a little wiggle room there, but we like, we kind of are into the same things. Like, um, I had a couple of partners who took dancing lessons with me, which was awesome, because I know men don't dance usually, so that was pretty cool. Um, the It's interesting, because the, the guy that I dated, who was sort of the emotional void, who wouldn't tell me where I stood with him, he was actually the most trustworthy guy I've ever dated. Even though I didn't really know where I stood with him, I also never worried about him lying to me like he was just a very analytical person so but I wrote down trustworthy honest reliable you know if if something's wrong just tell me just be upfront with me and we can figure it out and those are kind of the biggest things really um I, another guy that I dated, he he was sort of, this was one of my long-term things, and this is sort of like a secondary list of things. Um, I wrote down that he was romantic and charming and had good taste. He, I was going through a really rough patch, and I met this guy online, and it was sort of an unexpected thing, and it took off, and he came to visit me, and I, I honestly felt like I was up on a pedestal when I dated him. You know, I was so broke. And then he came over for Valentine's Day and he's like, oh, you want to go to the Tiffany store and pick out your Valentine's Day gift? I'm Holy like, shit. I'm like, are you fucking. Wow. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yes, did I you did. Go? And I wish I had gotten the I wish I had gotten the necklace to go with the earrings. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So um, he, this was one of my, my British boyfriends, my, one of my tall British redheads. Um, he, yes, he, he was very romantic. I remember 
the first time he he came to visit, I woke up and he was just sort of there like watching me and he smiled and I'm like, you know, it was just, it was just very, very sweet and heartfelt and yeah, it, he, he made me feel really, really freaking special. So that's sort of a secondary thing like that, that romantic fairy tale kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's not as important as everything else, but it's definitely a nice little perk. Nice. I like it. Oh, is there more? Um, and feel free to edit that last bit out, like with me going, oh, is there more? <laughs> no, I like that part. <laughs> uh, uh, someone who's exciting. Um, I wrote down ex- the uh oh never mind that was that one guy i don't want to so, talk about him so Schwalbabes, if you could narrow it down to like five things that you think you're looking for in a mate like five adjectives what would you say uh trustworthy exciting i need a pen so i can write these down because i will probably forget okay so i said charming and exciting and trustworthy trustworthy funny funny slash witty and then i'll say intelligent because that's kind of a big thing for me having the same yeah and and intelligence yeah so that's four Right? Or no, that is five. Charming, trustworthy, intelligent, exciting, and funny. Yeah, those are those are good good things. Okay, cool. Next it's your turn. (laughs) So which are you? Are we talking about a sweet, sweet Amanda? (laughs) What? Me? Um yeah, I mean, I think you hit a lot of the important attributes on the head. I think one of the things you said that really resonated with me was just being like clear about your feelings, like where you are with somebody. So like I do, even though words of affirmation wasn't like super high on my list of love languages or whatever, I feel like I it was it was like one of the higher ones because I do feel like I need you know, I don't need to be told all the time how beautiful I am or anything like that, but I do need to be like reminded verbally, like, Hey, I'm in this. So I do like a guy who's very clear with his intentions. Um, I definitely like that. Um, and then I do think for me, like being family oriented is really important because the my family is so important to me. I'm cool with a guy who isn't maybe super close with his family. As long as he understands the importance of family and it's cool with, like, the fact that my family is so close. Um, so I think, you know, being clear with your intentions, being family-oriented. Yes, I think a sense of humor is funny. I think that's one of the things, you know, I mean, you guys know I don't like to talk about my past relationships. But, of course, everyone's heard about Bond. And I do feel like with Bond, I was excited when I thought we had the same sense of humor. And the excitement started to wane when I realized we didn't have the same sense of humor. So I do think sense of humor is important to me. Um, I think someone being willing to try new things. So like a little bit of a sense of adventure is important to me. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna add that as mine to an addendum, exciting slash adventurous. Yeah, and then I also think I need the balance of somebody who's adventurous with somebody who's also down to earth, and I need like or pragmatic. Like I I I don't want you to be so pragmatic that you're boring or annoying to me. <laughs> but I do like I can live a little bit in the clouds, and so I do need somebody who can who can at times be in the clouds with me, but who also at times can ground me. And so I do need somebody who can be grounded a little bit. One thing I forgot to mention whenever I was going through my cons list, one of the guys that I dated, he, I, (laughs) on the prons, on the the cons list, I just wrote down loser in Mm -hmm. quotation marks. And I say loser because he was kind of a never do well. He, he kind of used me for money, which was really sad because I didn't make a lot of money at the time either. So um, that it sort of ties into that whole, um, I don't necessarily need someone to be ambitious, but I'd like to have, like to date someone who sort of feels the same sense of, yeah, let's go out and be reckless and spend money we don't have, but at the same time, then let's come home and be realistic and deal with the ramifications of it. You know, like just kind yeah. of be on the same page about your ex about your goals and your ambitions and yeah, how you I go think that's doing it. That's super important, and I think I would actually add a sixth one to mine, which would be. Em- somebody who's empathetic because I'm a very empathetic person and I have, I have actually been with people who don't have a lot of empathy and it's extremely frustrating. Like as somebody who I do feel a lot and then I feel for other people. And when I'm with someone who, and I don't want to say you're either empathetic or selfish because those are not two sides of the same coin But I do feel like sometimes people who are not empathetic and don't understand what other people are going through sometimes do make selfish decisions. Absolutely. Um, I date it one. Yeah. And so I do think kind of having empathy and like wanting to make sure everybody is doing okay is important to me. So I would add that as my number six. And and what you were saying kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. I, I don't know what to call that whole, I guess, just being on the same page mentally. I don't know what I can't yeah. I can't think of the right adjective for that. No, that works. Well, I, I think that works. I mean, I think it's kind of just your values, you know, what are your core values? Okay, yeah. I'm going to That's a good one. Yeah. Erica, you think you're going to do this? You're going to have to edit that. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I knew well, I'd be called on. on. I knew it. I couldn't duck this forever. God damn it. And you would think like I could have just tuned you guys out and just try to come up with my own in the meantime. I'm but losing you. My, my screen is cutting out. I can't hear you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, because you guys have good stuff. And so then I'm like, I also like those things. Um, That's cool. <laughs> but no, um, I guess just somebody who like compliments me the way that like if I am being a spaz about something, they're like, that's fine, but you kind of need to, like, get it together. And we're like, okay, you know, like, just be like, Erica, I, I get what you're doing, and I appreciate that for what you are, but seriously, like, 
you're going to want to get your stuff together sooner than later. Like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, um, yeah, uh, yeah, again, the communication, just being on board and talking about stuff. And I am kind of a cuddle bear. Like, I don't need to be on top of somebody the whole time, but I kind of want somebody who, you know, doesn't mind the occasional pat on the ass or, you know, like just, and again, not all the time. I'm not going to be like, you know, emotional, like vampire or physical vampire. But so um, let's see, I guess just like on board for like the same long-term goals, like do we, and again, this is, I meet somebody like actually like in a relationship, I'm not trying to discuss, you know, my retirement plans with some dude I just met online, but uh, like, do you want to end up in the same part of the planet? You know, when we're at uh, about, the, you know, the age, you know, like if in theory could actually retire, um, you know, how do we want to go about doing that? You know, because, you know, like my involves moving, I like you guys so much, but I would love to move the F away from here. You know? um, so, well, yeah, I mean, that's know. my retirement plan is moving away from here. Yeah. yeah. We all have to do our part to, we'll have to keep doing these, this well into our old age. We'll be like the socially distant golden girls. <laughs> I love it. It's a modern spin. Somebody, one of you two, I'm tasking with writing the script and I'll get on the phone with producers because I know people. Yes. Actually, I, I'm lying. I don't know anybody. <laughs> but I love it. Socially distant golden girls. <laughs> uh, so is that three? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar, like, ethical and moral tastes, you know, like, inclinations, you know. And then um, just being able to hold up with each other in old age and all the grossness that comes with being old. Like, I don't mind old man farts, I guess. <laughs> you don't mind my old lady farts. <laughs> I don't know if that's really should be in my top five, but... There we are. <laughs> you guys took all the good ones, so I had to go for, like, the low-hanging fruit, so. Well, if it makes you feel better, on my list, the 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 first, my, my first idealistic, optimistic love, and I put little, after I sent you guys the photo of this, I, I put little hearts next to the ones that were, like, the, the ones that impacted me greatly, um, so the first, the first little heart I actually put down on it, only guy I've ever seen myself growing old with. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying. Like I had this vision of him and I sitting on a, um, on a front porch in rocking chairs, and both of us were practically like, since we both kind of had the same color hair, um, like you know we're. We're of course both still incredible. We both still had incredibly vibrant hair in our old age. But <laughs> <laughs> of course. But we were both old and sitting in rocking chairs, and that's the only person I've ever, ever considered. Like I've never been able to picture myself growing old with anyone else. So that's a thing. Totally a thing. I feel like this is a good episode. Yeah, I think so too. This is good. I think we're... We need to drink more often during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I think this is really good. I really liked...
getting into kind of delving into Amy's past a little bit and then thinking a little bit about what it is that we want in the future. And I think, I think the three of us still need to figure out how we are going to get that through online dating in COVID times. But I do feel like we know what we want. We just have to figure out how to, I guess, recognize it and go after it. Yeah, this was a very interesting experiment. I, I told one of my guy friends about it, and he's like, oh, that sounds like a dangerous path to go down. And it once I started going with it, and I'm glad my memory held up on some of this stuff. Um, once I started doing the pros and cons, it was like, oh, totally getting this. You know, it, it was... a a whole lot easier once I started doing it than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. I, I started start, started seeing the patterns emerge, and it's like, okay, you know, here's my list of adjectives, because this is what worked and what didn't. So, yeah. Great, great project for being unemployed and broke. <laughs> so, my last question for you, Amy, is, before we go, I'm going to hit you with one. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) It seems like even though you had really positive experiences with some of your long-term relationships, you admit that for you, quality time and physical space, even if it's not like PDA, which we know you don't like PDA, but that physical being in each other's presence and having quality time is so important to you. Do you think that is going to, recognizing that now after going through this list, do you think that's going to change um, how you cast your net on online dating? Because we know you cast your net geographically pretty wide. Do you think you still should do that, or do you want to focus more on local people? I should focus more on local people. I haven't really, since I'm not really looking seriously right now I haven't really decided what to do about that yet um I I definitely obviously from the amount of British men I've dated have preference for certain personality traits that are stereotypically British I guess um probably the humor being one of them but uh I actually have met several British guys in our fair midwestern city that's that uh, I, I guess I need to start hanging out at at, uh, at bars that cater to different ethnicities or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm I'm really kind of unsure about how to deal with that because I don't meet a lot of people here that I seem to connect with, whereas mm-hmm. I tend to meet people that are far away that I do. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. To to be continued. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks again for another listening to another episode of Let's Swipe. We really love all of our dear listeners, and we're so happy that you are with us on this ride. We would love to actually hear from you. So whether it's feedback or questions, or maybe you even want to be on the podcast because you know we love interviewing people, um, please write in to letswipepod at gmail.com. That's letswipepod with no apostrophe at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, get you on the podcast, all that good, 
Good stuff. And um, otherwise, I think we will see you next week. So, uh, Erica, Amy, as usual, I love you. And it was awesome to talk to you. (laughs) We love you, too. Yay. You in person someday. (laughs) Someday we'll be in person again. All right. Well, have a good night, you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care.